Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dentist Who Invest podcast. Interesting one today, related to finance, but not strictly purely finance, of course, but it is aligned with making your practice and you personally more profitable, and that is the topic of social media. And who better to join me on that subject than social media guru S? Is that a word? Guru S? It is now. Hazel, <laughs> Hazel Woodward. How are you, Hazel? Good, thanks, James. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm always wonderful. Thanks for asking. So for those who don't know, Hazel runs the social media platform, the, the social media, well, the company that, sorry, assists dentists with their social media, which is called Lyft. And Hazel knows yeah. anything and everything, marketing online and using social media to be our friends and hence leveraging our business. Isn't that right, Hazel? That is right. So something, a little like, bit about, that. something like that. Something like that. So, yes, <laughs> my, my business is called Lyft. And strangely enough, people always spell it with a Y, but it's actually with an I. Um, Wait, what? Just yeah. freeze there for two seconds. It's it's got a Y in the logo, doesn't it? No, it's it, no, it's an I. It's L I F T. I thought that was a Y as well, so I am in the guilty camp for the thing that you just described. So, and and if anything, I can I I might actually. I can understand why that may have happened, right? Maybe, maybe, is it, I thought it was a Y in the logo, but anyway. I, no, so it's, it's an acronym. So my husband actually came up with it. So when we went through the rebrand, I was like, I need to come up with a name that just easily rolls off the tongue. Um, and then my husband was like, well, what about Lyft? I was like, well, where have you got that from? And he was like, so it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. All the, the oh, platforms that we manage. So I was like, oh, that's, that's genius. Cool. That's cool. So, oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Okay, I like that. I like that. Now, I had a similar thing the other day, right? Um, so I help dentists manage their Facebook groups. Yeah. Born out of dentists who invest and the things that I learned along the way, which meant that I was able to enhance the power of my group and enhance the rate at which it grows. There's things that you inevitably notice and patterns yeah. that happen throughout that process. And basically, there's this other, there's this, there's this chap. Uh, he had a group and it was called Energized Dental Teams, right? And what he yes. does is he takes dentists up mountains, okay, to, you know, well, for on treks, mountaineering, to enhance how cohesive they are as a team, right? Yeah. And I was like, listen, I know that I can see the name. It just came to me in a moment of inspiration, peak performance dental teams, right? And I just brought both those things together. Anyway, that was just me sharing my moment of happiness. <laughs> <laughs> sharing that moment yeah I think you had to be there but it was cool but anyway sorry not to steal the limelight Hazel you were saying um I can't remember what I was saying now <laughs> LinkedIn Instagram Facebook TikTok right yeah so that's obviously the our brand name um my business has been running for just over two years 
I mean, we're almost exclusively, we do have a few clients not in dental, um, with dentists and dental practices, helping them raise their brand profile and brand awareness online. Very that's, cool. That's where we are. That's what we do. Very, very, very cool. And you know what? Me, myself, I used to be anti-Facebook, anti-social media. I did not post for five years until one day I rocked up and I started this Facebook group called Dentistry Invest, right? True story, right? And then basically now I'm a huge proponent of social media, right? And I actually think social media gets a bad rep on the news. It's not representative of the love that you can get on there as well and the sense of community. And I actually think the 95%, 90% positivity vastly outweighs what we hear about on the TV, which is a, a huge misconception or which is why we don't always have a perception which is aligned with actual reality. And I didn't realize that until I went through the process of putting out what I what I knew, sharing my knowledge and sharing yeah. what I loved online until I was able to receive that back because it does get, it's like a mirror. It's like whatever you put out, you get back. And if you put out love, you get back love. Because why yeah. would anybody be anything but loving if you're constantly giving them love? Yeah, okay, on occasion, miscommunications happen, whatever, I get that, right? But those instances are vastly outweighed by the huge amount of positivity. That's my two cents. I completely agree with you on that. So I think it is like a mirror. And I think when people say, oh, social media is really toxic, it's not a reflection of the content that's being put out on social media because if someone has that toxic mindset or a negative mindset, it doesn't matter how positive the posts are going to be, they're always going to see the negative in it. Um, And I think that is why it does get a bad rep. But also as well, you know, we have to think about cybersecurity and, you know, protecting the mental health and well-being of like the younger generation. That's why there's minimum age limits and things like that in place. But generally on the whole, social media isn't going anywhere. So you either need to use it or get left behind. <laughs> I agree. I, I, I really do think that everyone should have some form of social media mm. aligned with them professionally and as well, maybe pers- personally for me, Maybe that's more optional. Professionally, I really think that you're missing out on a huge, a huge trick to enhance your brand effectively to be your marketing and therefore grow your business. What are your thoughts on that one? Why do you view it as essential for dentists? Yeah, so I actually have the same. So I've deleted my own personal Instagram account. So, but because I found it very difficult to separate work from personal. Um, so I've deleted that, but I've still used my work business Instagram account as mine, if that makes sense. So I'm still active on the platform mm. and things like that. Um, but I think dentists in particular have to understand that, you know, you can have a, a not great website that's got a really bad patient experience that's not optimized for mobile, but still actually capture patients online using social media because that is essentially your shop front, and especially in more important if your website is you've made it yourself or it's old or you don't update it or anything like that. Social media is an opportunity for you to, it's so easy to update, it's in the moment, it's authentic, but then it also allows you to craft the type of message so you hit the emotional heartstrings of the patient that you're trying to attract as well. Yeah, 100%. 
Anything more to add on that? Uh, no. <laughs> Those are the main points. Yeah, I get you. No, I totally feel you. Yeah, because here, here's the thing with any business, right? I, I heard someone break down businesses very eloquently the other day. And they said, basically, every business has three parts, right? You have your marketing, mm-hmm. you have your sales, and you have your product, right? And that's ver- that is every yeah. business. They only have, it only has three parts, right? And I love... I love when someone simplifies things like that, right? And you have these little frameworks, which are so neat through which you can view these hugely complex things, okay? Because it helps you make decisions, right? So let's elaborate on that slide, right? So every business has marketing, it has sales, and it has the product, right? So what's the product? The product is the dentistry, right? So that's our job, the dentist, to get as good as we can at dentistry, right? That's our remit, yeah? We can be the best dentist in the whole wide world, but in order for us to have a business, someone has to buy our services, right? So that's where sales and marketing come in. Mm-hmm. Right? So sales is what you say to the patient when they're in the chair, right? So you give them an accurate description of the value that you will give them on the back end. And then at that point, when the patient is able to see that value, then they enter into a transaction with you, i.e. we sold to them, Right. That's sales, okay? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm I'm just skirting over a huge subject. There's way more to it, right? Because you can be really, really, really good at dentistry, right? But here's the thing. You can give someone a huge amount of value. How capitalism works is we try to reclaim some of that value. And the more va- value that we're able to reclaim, the more profitable our business is. Obviously, there's going to be an upper limit on that. And finding the upper limit is part of business, right? So that's sales. Still with me. Still yeah. with me, Hazel, yeah? Following me, yeah? So now we're on to your forte, which oh, is marketing. Yeah. marketing. Yeah, exactly. Because that's basically what's going <laughs> right? And here's the thing, you know, I feel that we have a somewhat archaic version of marketing most of the time. And the reason is we expect that when we want to get the word out about our practice, I still think that people, well, what we're really looking at is cost cost per pair of eyes, right? You know, that, that makes marketing as efficient as possible, right? So if you're paying 20p per, 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 per for every person to see your advert in a newspaper or a TV or whatever, however that looks, right? The thing about, here's the thing about social media, when it's done well, it's pretty much free, okay? And there's a ton of people on there. But then what happens is you get into your content game. How strong is your content game, okay? Because it's like yeah. what Gary Vee says, it's the three C's of success on the internet, content, content, and content, right? How does your content compare to everybody else? How entertaining is it? How interesting is it? And I know that that's what you do, Hazel, right? Is the content side of things. Yeah. Cool. Maybe you could tell us a yeah. little bit more about that. Because here's the thing. I bet you see tons of content, maybe some good, some not so good. How do you feel that dentists could be doing that better out there? What are your words of wisdom on that subject? The three C's of success, content, content, content. Real quick, guys, I've put together a special report for dentists entitled The Seven Costly and Potentially Disastrous Mistakes that dentists make whenever it comes to their finances. Most of the time, dentists are going through these issues and they don't even necessarily realize that they're happening until they have their eyes opened. And that is the purpose of this report. You can go ahead and receive your free report by heading on over to www.dentistinvest.com forward slash podcast report 
or alternatively, you can download it using the link in the description. This report details these seven most common issues. However, most importantly, it also shows you how to fix them. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. So before I kind of go in deep dive into the content, 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 I want to just kind of elaborate on like the marketing section as well that you're sure, saying. Sure, 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 sure. So obviously we've got the product, which is the dentist, and we've got the sales, which is the conversation with the patient. But those, if those patients don't know that you exist, then you're never going to be able to have those conversations and then sell them that treatment and get them out of pain or whatever it is that they're, that emotional state that they're in. But I think what a lot of people have a huge misconception about is that social media is easy. They think I'll just whack a few posts out on social media and that's it, my diary will be full. And unfortunately, in reality, that is just not the case because there's so much demand and so much competition out there in terms of everybody else doing the same thing because the barrier is so low. Um, it just makes it more difficult for everybody else. And also, I think a, a re- very savvy social, uh, very savvy dental practice will recognize that social media is just one channel. So it might be different platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google My Business. Um, it's Essentially, it's just one channel and you need to be looking at the other channels within your marketing mix as well. So that you're capturing patients, you know, recurring patients that come back and you can upsell them more and more and more treatments um, or you can get them to bring in referrals and things like that. So social media is a fundamental part of a marketing mix, but it's not just the the main component if that makes sense um but then in terms of content 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 i don't not sure about you james but when i scroll on social media all i see are teeth oh particularly on instagram yeah yeah it's just teeth 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 and that just goes to show how the algorithm learns about your interests and what the type of content you prefer to consume as a user so it serves you um, like a restaurant, more content that you're going to consume um, to keep you on the platform for longer so it can serve you more ads. So then it can make more revenue. That's how the, the social media platforms all work. Um, so what you've got to try and do is you've got to try and cut through that noise. So if you've got a patient who is maybe Googling Invisalign or dental implants or certain co- like um, composite bonding, all of a sudden, they're going to start seeing lots of content around that particular topic in their newsfeed. So you've got to make sure as a practice owner that your content stands out from the crowd because you've got to make it scroll stopping. And that is where a lot of people fall down at the first hurdle. They just put poor quality images on. They don't write captions. They don't use a hashtag. And they think they can just sling anything out online and it's just going to hit and it just doesn't. 100%, yeah. And if you had like a, I know that you've just given us a little bit of an overview then of the things that we could do better. Let's build on that. What are the common things that you see that you feel should be done much better or could be done much better with these? So consistency. So that's another C. So we're now on four Cs. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> content, content, content and consistency. I hope you listen to Gary V. Do you like Gary V, by the way? Do you, li- do you, li- do you listen to him? Um, I don't, but I've heard of him. So I know who he is. But I don't consume any of his content. If, I'll be honest, his voice annoys me. So I just have to tell him what? Do you know what, right? He is a little divisive. He's got his lovers and his people that don't love him so much. Yeah, yeah. he's a bit Marmite. 
Anyway, <laughs> anywho, sorry, you were saying consistency. No. Yeah, so consistency. So you have to make a commitment to putting content out there to feed the algorithm the information that it needs so it knows who to serve your content to. And the only way that you can do that is by posting consistently. Um, whether that's once a week, once a month, once a fortnight, um, how the more often you're creating and posting content, the the more the algorithm will learn about who it is that you're trying to target and serve that content to that that person. But there are minimums that we would we would recommend. So, and it's a balance between are you able to create good quality content at the level that you want to post it online. So for most people, we would say twice a week is plenty when you're posting to the grid or the feed and two to three times a day if you're posting to stories. Because obviously we know that stories aren't around very long in the last 24 hours. Um, but the, for my clients and for my customers, we always post a minimum of three times a week. So it just kind of gives them that competitive edge. Um, and it is a balance between gathering the content and getting it online you don't want to you don't want to commit to posting every day if after four days you're like i've got nothing else to post i don't know what i'm doing you've got no no strategy i've got another c okay compounding because it compounds right it grows exponentially the returns that you get whenever you begin to post with me yeah so we call that critical mass oh i like that another c (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's good critical mass so maybe just to elaborate a little bit on that that's where things you're posting you're posting you're posting you're not seeing much results all of a sudden it's a trickle through the floodgates then the flipping dam busts and all this goodwill comes your way right yeah exactly and that's probably the easiest way to describe it in terms of can you revive a dead account so a lot of people will have an instagram account or a facebook page somewhere and they've not posted on it for years and years and years and what you've got to do is just you just have to start kind of get over yourself and get over that barrier and just start posting. And then over time, the more that you factor into creating the content in your day to day life and you get that content posted on there, then it will gain this critical mass or critical momentum. You know what? Honestly, hand on my heart, I fully believe that social media to this day, even though it's been out for you know it's been a thing for however many years like 15 years when did when did zuck start facebook like 2007 2008 ish anyway 2006 i think it was oh there we go there we go so basically even though it's been out for however long right we tend to think that it's saturated it's not i see things all the time and i'm like listen i fully think that that is an opportunity waiting for somebody to capitalize on right Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, it all comes back. I feel that it all comes back to, well, one of the C's that we talked about earlier, which is content, right? Because you getting yourself out there, producing content that is of a decent standard, which only comes through iterating your 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 original content. You know, it only comes from those first few iterations of getting better and better and better. See content posting as you having the opportunity to improve and you consistently getting better rather than it being the be all and end all. And the thing about it is you never become a pro at something until you do it in the first instance. It's just that hurdle. Mm -hmm. I promise you, right, for your business, it is a land of golden opportunities if, if you can go there, if, and it's a big if, because how many people would willingly take their phone out of their pocket and make a video and record, right? Well, my point is that when you can go there, you gain the skills of a content maker. Yeah. You get 
better at talking, the words just flow out of your mouth and it feels incredible, okay? And as well as that, the goodwill that you throw out online will literally make its way back into your pocket as opportunities and also as remuneration financially, right? But you have to open that door. That's maybe like door five, but you have to open door one, two, and three to get to door five. And that's how it looks. And everyone feels like that. Everyone feels like that. That's the point. You you don't, you're not the person who uniquely feels that you're reticent to shooting videos and put them online, right? And it's precisely because everybody lets that feeling hold them back that people don't yeah. capitalize on these opportunities. So when you recognize that, and you recognize that that's precisely the reason why you must do it, then that's a huge mindset flip. Boom. Yeah, and, and I think you are right as well. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with repurposing content. So if you put a post out and you're struggling for content six months later and you think you need a bit more inspiration, every single post that you put out is like a back catalogue of content. So you can go back through and see which content performed well, which content resonated with your audience, which one got a lot of likes and comments and kind of dig that out of the archives and either do a throwback post or if, if it was a carousel post, change it into a reel, you know, and then you you kind of you're breaking down those barriers of entry of getting more content out through your back catalogue of posts that you've already got there that you've already they know that works boom let's talk about the other benefits of social media aside from the one that everybody i suppose expects which is financial because there's huge other benefits too wouldn't you say yeah so i think if you think in terms of branding it's really important to have a cohesive brand message so the uh, color, from really basic things like the color scheme on your website needs to be, you know, really visible and clear through your Instagram and your, your Instagram feed and your grid and everything. Um, and obviously your tone of voice. So it's all got to match. But also you've got to think about where are you driving this traffic to? Are you so you want to get these patients off the social media platform? Are you sending them to your website? If you are sending them to your website, then you've got to think about, OK, is my website you know, is it mobile optimized? Is it, you know, set up? If, is the book now button right at the top? Is it, you know, smacking them around the face? We want you to book in as a patient. That's something to remember. But also that then needs to feed into the copy. So the copy is basically the words and the captions. Um, and if you've got a really strong SEO and keyword strategy, you can feed that into your social media copy. And then that will then elevate your SEO as well, which happens on your website. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. And you know, one that I observed was the love and positivity that you get back in your DMs, as in your private messages. Yeah. It's a huge one. And you never see that until you're on the other side of the screen. You're not consuming the content, but creating the content. See, that's another C. That's community. <laughs> community, consuming and creating. There we go. Yeah. You know what? Let's park. It should be like the seven C's of social media. I think it's going to be the 70 or the 700 at this rate. <laughs> at this rate. Anyway, I think we should I think we should just park the C's for the moment because it's probably getting slightly tiresome. <laughs> as much fun as you and I are having, Hazel, it's probably getting tiresome to listen to. So let's move on. But wouldn't you agree, the DMs, right, the, the things that people send you on the back end that you'll never see, right, you'll never see until you actually make the content yourself because people viewing you from the outside and don't see those opportunities. Only you can see those and you only get to see them whenever you put stuff out there, right? Yeah. 
And then thinking about it practically from a practices perspective, you've got to make sure that you've got the right person on the back end to answer those messages um, and that can answer them time in a timely way. So if you've got a patient that's booking in to say, I'm in pain, I need an emergency appointment. Can you can I see you today? But that message then isn't picked up till the next day. That patient is potentially going to go somewhere else because they have this desire to get out of pain. Um, so thinking it from a from a practical practice perspective, you've got to think: Am I util? Am I able to service that platform? You know, the messages, and it's the right person on the other end. Um, but from a clinician's perspective, if, if a clinician is putting content out and is creating community and, and a brand awareness for themselves then yeah, you can, it's a really good way to kind of break down those barriers with patients and, and begin to develop that relationship on a one-to-one basis before they even step into the practice. Do you feel that every single dental practice should have social media? Without a doubt. Boom. Right. I, I don't see why you wouldn't have one. Well, I do know why they wouldn't have one. And this is, we get the same reasons all the time. I haven't got time. I haven't got anyone in the practice who knows what they're doing. Um, and then they maybe do have someone in the practice, but the content isn't isn't that great. Or they haven't got a camera, so they can't get the pictures or they can't get consent from patients. Those are the main reasons that we come across time and time and time again. We, it's, it's, they're so simple to overcome. This is it. Well, I feel that the reason those things, those people place those barriers in front of themselves it's all about priorities for me because it's not like those are things. It's not like someone saying, go out and flip in, move this huge mountain. Are you with me? You know, it can be physically done. It's more of a psychological hurdle than a physical hurdle. Yeah. But here's the thing. I get it. You know, like when you run a business, right, you got 168 hours in a week, right? And you have to choose where you spend those hours to get the most return, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of what, where that comes from that sentiment is that those business owners feel that if they spend hours on that there's not going to be an ROI or it's not worth it yeah yeah and I had this entire conversation actually with the team at Inquiry Bar on the webinar that we did last week because organic social which is what we do so that's not paid social um it can be very tricky or very difficult to track the return on investment because it's not actual physical money that you're using it's time it's the time it takes to create the content it's the time it takes to create the community to respond to messages so the ROI is very difficult to track unless you have a paid tool or a feature that allows you to track those conversations and those conversions um and there are things out there which you can use like chatbots and and stuff like that um so yeah Return on investment for social organic social media is difficult to track, but doesn't mean that you shouldn't be on the platform. Well, for me, right? I mean, I look back on my journey and my content now versus my content then is completely different, right? Here's the thing. I only really learned what hit and what didn't hit so much just via posting. Are you with me? So I almost had to start from somewhere and then just iterate to that point fully understand and like I look back and think there was a lot of time that I plowed into that without even realizing I was doing it at least it was fun for me you know what I mean yeah at least it was fun but seriously when you get past that point where you've got some followers and you're not just throwing this stuff out into a vacuum right and not here it does feel like that most of the time (laughs) it does honestly it does right 
And that's precisely the point that everyone else begins, their their attention begins to wander. And that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. That's fine. I get it. The reason, honestly, the reason hand on heart, I wanted to get Hazel onto the podcast today. Number one, because you're good friends. And also number two, as well as that. Also number two, as well as that, is because I fully believe that this can enhance every single dentist's career, right? It's a huge trick that we're missing. We don't talk about it in universities. It's not even on the, you know, the curriculum in most universities is made in the 80s, right? Let's be real, you know? And there's all these really amazing things out there that can enhance your career big time when you're happy to go there. And I swear, even to this day, there's still a million, billion, trillion opportunities. The competition is actually not that intense, actually not that fierce, providing you have a decent level of content game, you can win. And that's, that is the marketing side of your business sorted, right? There's only three components to any business, marketing, sales, and, and product, of course. Your job is product, okay, as a dentist, right? Your job is also the sales, right? But here's the thing when how are we actually going to get people into that funnel unless you have marketing right now you can have word of mouth i get it and all of these things right when there's a really easy way to shout about the service that you give people right which is what social media is why should we not be shouting about it which is exactly why we're here in this podcast yeah and you know what as well that's a really good point because i think social media is often like i mentioned at the start of the podcast is kind of seen as this like magic wand I'll just post a few posts on social media and my diary will be full and it'd be great and I'll be an influencer and I'll have all these amazing patients and in reality that just doesn't happen I'm going to pull a statistic out at you because I know that you like statistics oh yeah so um on Facebook one of the th- okay before I do the statistic part so one of the things oh you tease Sorry. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting to it. Uh, so one of the things that pay, uh, practices come to us with is a barrier to say, I don't want to bore my audience. I don't want to just bombard them with lots and lots and lots of messages or the same thing because they'll get bored of me and then they'll unfollow us or they'll get angry and they'll unfollow us. And this is where I bring this statistic out because on Facebook, the latest statistics, this was just before Christmas, so that's how new it is. On average, 0.3% of your audience gets served your content at any one time. 0.3%. Jeez, really? Yeah, yeah. That's how low it is. And then I think on Instagram, it is something like 3% or 2.5%. So that's just them being served your content. Think about how less than it is for engagement rate. So engagement rate is the either someone watching a story or watching a video leaving a comment leaving a like or or saving your content on instagram um and it it is just blows my mind how people can think it's just not worth doing social media because there's so much competition but i think kind of touches back on what you said before about mindset you just got to flip your mindset there's not so much competition there's so much opportunity and that's the difference there's always room for more people with decent content game as well. Yeah. How do we get better at content? You just got to make more content. Got to make content, right? It's a skill. It is actually a skill. I promise you the rewards, the results are flipping worth it. Big yeah. Huge, absolutely huge. There was one more thing. There was something that I was going to add in there as well. 
and it was on it was on dental practices posting content and it was this is it it's just come back to me everybody feels that the reason why patients might get annoyed right is because potentially we might spam them with salesy stuff right there's a really yeah. easy way to fix that don't post that much salesy stuff right yeah <laughs> post value right exactly but- in fact, your ratio should be at least four to one value to sales. Okay. And that's one of the biggest things that people don't always realize. They think that they have to go full sales whenever they're on there. Actually, we want people to engage with the content, right? Mm. I promise you, if you have some sort of ratio, and, and I think mine is, I mean, I, I I genuinely enjoy posting content. Like I love it, right? It's it's fun for me, right? Yeah. And the, the higher you can make that ratio right? When you do come with some sort of proposal to your audience, actually, you'll make more returns by yeah. by observing that ratio than you would even if you just constantly posted sales stuff all the time, right? That's, that's the thing, right? It's actually more profitable to do it that way if that is the intention or the goal of your business, right? Five posts, five value posts, six value posts, seven value posts. What's a value post? A value post is giving some knowledge or information that will be beneficial to your audience. What's the reason why they followed you? To learn about how to brush their teeth, to learn about how to look after their crowns, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this also feeds into, so we had this conversation, God, it must have been about 18 months ago when it was um, jab, jab, right hook, and it was more like jab, 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 now right hook. Yeah. <laughs> and I think so just, this- just to clarify, jab, 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 right hook, right? That's the, that's, value 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 sales right because yeah. it's it's like you you kind of warm people up right and that, that's another gary v ism right yeah. yeah so and i think a lot where a lot of practices kind of fall down and this is not because they do it intentionally it's just because there's no one in the practice with the expertise you know of also so they know exactly how to leverage social media properly but they just think in the moment, okay, I need to get a post on today. What can I do? Okay, we've got the teeth whitening offer. I'll just put that on. And then a couple of days later, is right, I need to put a post on social media. I don't know what to do. Oh, we've still got that, that tooth whitening promotion. I'll just put that on. Whereas there's no value and there's no strategy behind it. And it doesn't feed into the wider marketing objectives of the practice or the business. And you can't just download a content calendar from somewhere because that's generic your your social media game for want of a better word has to be linked to your marketing strategy so if you know you've got an open day an invisalign open day coming up in april a lot of your value posts will be all around invisalign not selling the open day but what is invisalign how long does it take does it hurt get testimonial from a patient maybe do some before and afters um, highlight how you can keep your retainers clean to keep them invisible there's seven different value posts that you can do and then on the eighth one go We've given you all this information about Invisalign. Why don't you come and see if it works for you? Not like, here's your open day. It's which come and find out a bit more. And that's the, the key. So you've and that feeds into your marketing goals and aims for the for the practice as a whole over the year, rather than what do I need to post today? I'll do too frightening. And then they get frustrated because they're like, social media doesn't work. Well, no, it doesn't work when you're doing it like that. It, it's it's true. I feel as well that people are way too corporate on it a lot of the time. They yeah. post as if they've got this huge brand like Coca-Cola, 
right? Whereas in actual reality, your greatest strength is your individual individuality and your personality. So show yeah. it. Pictures of hey, Aldi. Like Aldi, huh? Like Aldi. We love Aldi in our office. So oh, Aldi. Do they just, do stuff like that on Aldi? Social? Oh my God, Aldi are hilarious. If you don't follow Aldi on Twitter or Instagram, you need to go and do it because these like these share screenshots. So someone will leave a comment and they're just so like quippy back and so sarcastic. And it's just, it's it really just, I, they've got their target audience in mind and they've just nailed the tone of voice. It is exceptional to watch. And look what just happened right there, right? <laughs> you just said to me, follow Aldi because it's funny, right? Yeah. And there's an exact example, right? Exactly. So they they obviously, I have never seen, I didn't even know Aldi, you know, had social media. I presume they did, but I've never checked it out, right? You're you're telling me that it's funny. So what am I probably going to do after this podcast? I'm probably going to follow Aldi, right? Are you with yeah. me? And what about Even if Aldi? you don't shop there, but it's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then it's just, there's different reasons why people follow different accounts and you, they may never ever you know become a patient at the practice but you never know they might recommend your account to someone who is going to come become a patient at the practice and that patient might have dual full arch treatment you just don't know take note dental practices aldi is (laughs) on social media go and observe but i just want i just want to caveat that with don't just start being sarcastic and rude to potential <laughs> oh yes don't do that you'll have your hold up in front of the cqc and it'll be my fault <laughs> not not that part not that part about aldi but yes anyway here's a, if you could go out there and wave your wand and encourage any dentist who's on the fence about social media who might be listening to this podcast what words of wisdom would you offer to her or him? Um, I think it would be, so those practices that really, really leverage social media phenomenally well, they prioritise it. So it's ingrained into every person's role within the practice. It's not an afterthought. So, for example, you know, when you're asking, when you're doing treatment, um consultations at the start of treatment they're taking the before photos and they're already thinking okay this is what this photo is going to look like on a before and after so then when they've done the treatment and they come back they get them in exactly the same spot so you can see the before and after side by side really nicely and also asking for referrals consenting patients more than once for the images to be used on social media that's really important um so i think those practices that really nail that internal process will always do well on social media if you're a practice that's never done anything before then i would say just start but start as a as you as yourself as a as a clinician so just start putting your own cases out there and if you're really worried what people are going to think just put your account as private and then just start to perfect it and just overcome that hurdle of posting and then over time, you change your account from private to public and, and just learn and have fun with it. Just have fun. If you don't like it, actually, this is my biggest tip. So people say to me, like, oh, my God, I posted something and I got loads of really negative marks. What am I going to do? And I just go, that's how you delete it. Press that button. <laughs> and they go, what do you mean? And I'm like, um just delete it nothing's going to happen the world's not going to end your phone's not going to explode just press delete and start again and do another one 
Agreed. Agreed. And that, and, and by the way, that's in the like flipping minute minority of times that yeah. there ever is an issue along those lines. And I think that we as humans, we're, sometimes we're so focused on the disadvantages that we forget to look at the advantages because yeah. as human beings, we're like conditioned to seek certainty and seek safety. Right. But that yeah. also means that the opportunity cost can be huge, which is basically what we're talking about. One more thing on the content thing, and then we'll wrap up. So here's an analogy that I absolutely love. You know, whenever you're thinking about going to the gym, right? You don't okay. sit around. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've all been there, right? You don't sit around thinking to yourself, wow, I'm going to wait until I get huge biceps and huge pecs and lose a load of weight before I go, right? <laughs> yeah. Then go to the gym, right? That's basically... So, you know, that would be crazy, right? So you have to go to the gym to get the reps in to get those things, right? And social media is exactly the same. It's like, oh, I'm going to wait around until my content game is really good. Are you with me? But actually, mm-hmm. in reality, the best place to go and improve that would be to get the reps in, basically. Yeah, to post the content. Which is an analogy I really, really, really love. Hazel, you've been really generous with your time today and with your knowledge. Where can people find out more about what you do? Um, so they can follow us on Instagram. We are at Lift Social, or you can visit my website, uh, liftsocial.co.uk, or just hook me up on LinkedIn because that's where I spend most of my time these days. I love LinkedIn at the moment. So <laughs> I will see you on the Linky Dink. See, see you on the interwebs. Lovely. Also, Hazel is on the group to Hazel Woodward. Feel free to reach out to her, the Dentistry Invest Facebook group, of course. Hazel, thank you so much once again. We shall catch each other very soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.